The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers. When we're talking about the righteousness of God, we're talking about the ability to stand in God's presence without any sense of guilt or condemnation or inferiority. And when a person has sin consciousness, he or she are eager to involve themselves in religious activity. The tendency is that if I do enough work, I'll be all right with God. So sin consciousness destroys faith. And without faith, you cannot please God. When you make up your mind you're going to live by faith, you have just made up your mind to walk with God. Amen. And if you're going to walk with Him and fellowship Amen. with Him, you're going to have to hear Him. So you don't have any problem with faith. What you have a problem with is righteousness. You have a problem with fellowship. Because once righteousness and fellowship comes, faith flows. God wants to walk with you again, talk with you again, tell you things again, teach you again. You've got to see this because if you could hear God, one word from God can change your whole life. My desire is to bring you up in this church that you can hear the voice of God. See? that I don't ha you don't have to come to me because he can talk directly to you. You're just as much a child of God as I am. And the only reason I'm here, one of the main reasons, is for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. See, you got to do the work. So for you to do the work, you're going to have to hear God. Now let me do let's just see this. I, I ask you to turn to what? Matthew 12. All right, look what it says in verse 31. Wherefore I say unto you, all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men, but the blasphemy against the who? Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven unto men. And whosoever speaketh a word against the Son of Man, it shall be what? Forgiven him. But whosoever speaketh against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven him. Neither in this world, come on, neither in the world to come. Powerful statement. <laughs> All right. Now, if a person does not have a revelation of this, they'll immediately say that if you blaspheme against the Holy Ghost, you will not be forgiven. So they come under condemnation. Hear what this is saying. He was talking mainly about the Pharisees. And what the Pharisees were doing, they were talking against the miracles of the Holy Ghost that he was working through Jesus. And they were in unbelief and, 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 and talking against what God was doing through Jesus and so forth and so on. And he's saying, hey, you won't be forgiven. Now, let's look at what he's saying with that because he goes on down because he's not done yet. Verse 33, either make the tree good and his fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt, for the tree is known, come on, by his fruit. The tree. When you 
get the word, the word is seed. The seed produces a tree. And the first place the tree is, is in you. It is the image of your redemption. Okay? In you is the image. Before you can have something on the outside, first it must be produced in the spirit. Nothing, glory to God, can exist in the physical without having a component in the spirit. Nothing, not even your flat tire. Got it? So creation is where God said, let there be what? Light. And there was what? Light. But before light was out there, where was light? It was in God. Everything you see was in God. How did he get it out? Spoke it. How were you created? In his image? Come on. And his likeness. Okay? So if he acted like that, and he had to have it in him first to speak it out, then how do you think you're going to act? Got it? Now, how do you get the image in you? The Word of God. So you take the Word, swallow it. Got it? Now you become pregnant with the Word. You got what I'm saying? Now the Word is in you, and the Word is developing in you. And when it comes to its fullness, it shall speak. Yes, sir. Out of the abundance, come on, of the heart, the mouth speaks. See, whatever's in your heart in abundance is what you're going to start saying. That's right. Now, how do you get it in there? You got to speak it in there. You got to say it and say it and say it, even though it doesn't look like it is outside, but you're not working on something outside yet. You're working on something, come on, inside. So you got to say it and say it and say it. Faith must be released, and faith will fix anything. Yes, thank you. Thank you, It doesn't make any difference what kind of problem it is. It doesn't make any difference. Faith, that's what he's showing you. Did Jesus heal the lame? He healed the maimed. He had faith was working. It'll fix anything because faith is the substance. Faith, and it'll fix anything. Doesn't make any difference how severe it is. See, when you make up your mind you're going to live by faith, you have just made up your mind to walk with God. And if you're going to walk with Him and fellowship with Him, you're going to have to hear Him. Where are we? Oh, we're still in Matthew. All right, let's read read just the rest of that now. Look what it says here in verse 33. Have you got it? Either make the tree good or the fruit good, either make the, or else make the tree corrupt and the fruit corrupt. For a tree of known by his fruit. O generation of vipers, how can you being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance, come on, of the heart, what's happening? The mouth speaks. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart, he brings forth good things. But an evil man out of the what? Evil treasure of his heart, what does he do? 
being full of evil things. But I send you that every idol, idol means non-productive. In other words, it doesn't work for you. It usually works against you. Every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. Now, there's that judgment again. Now, when is the day of judgment? See, 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 we're not talking about just when you get to heaven, because he said anybody that's blasphemed against the Holy Ghost, he, he will lose his reward. He, he won't get what he thinks. You can talk, God has already promised you some things, but you can talk against the promises of God and lose that promise in this earth. You can say things like, you know, it looked like I'm not going to ever get out of debt. What God has promised you is that you'd be the lender. So when you say something that is an idle word, that is against what God has promised, you have blasphemed the Holy Ghost. And when you blaspheme him, you won't be let off in the earth and you'll lose that reward in heaven. So when they said, there are giants in the land, they'll slaughter us, we can't take them, they lost reward. What made them lose the reward of the inheritance? Their mouth. They refused to say what God said. And the reason why, they looked at the outside and let that determine what they're going to say instead of looking at God's Word and let that determine what they're going to say. This is the essence of it, folks. You, you're in here, and if you get that right there, you won't have to sit out. You don't have to wait. You don't have to be, 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 be hurting. You don't have you know, all that. You don't have to, you don't need counseling. You don't, uh, you just get that right there. You are the prophet of your own life. You, you are the one that, no, no, you, you see, everybody putting it on God. Well, God, if God wants me to have that, pray God, God will make a way. Hey! He's made a way. Amen. Jesus, the cross, it's the way. He's made a way. Now you need to make a way. You make your way prosperous, and you're going to have to make your way, and you make it with your mouth. Turn to Ephesians chapter 5. All right, look what it says in verse 1. Be ye therefore followers of God as what? Dear children. That word followers Anybody got a translation for that? It says imitators, okay? So we're going to imitate who? God. Now let me ask you, when God saw darkness, what did he call darkness? Come on, light, okay? So we got to walk. And then it says, and walk in what? Love, as Christ also has loved us, and hath given himself for us, and what? Offering, and uh, what? Sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor, but fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as become his saints. Watch this next verse. Neither filthiness nor what? Foolish talking nor what else? Jesting which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. We're growing up now. We're making it so that we can hear God. Because see, you will have to walk with God. You got Adam walked and talked with God. Am I right about it? Abraham was called a friend of God. I'm just saying, there's a place that God wants you back in the perfect fellowship. But we got to get there. Now, 
jesting. Jesting is joking. Uh-oh. Pastor, you're trying to take away all my fun. He said, coarse jesting. You know, isn't that a big dog? And his little chihuahua. Oh, I'm telling you, it's warm out here today, isn't it? You're just joking now. And it's about 10 degrees windshield below zero. Now, what happens with that? It sends confusion to your spirit. It sends confusion to your spirit. Now, what, what, what's going on with that? Because God's Word is His will for your life. And you were never designed to speak anything with your mouth that is not your will. You were designed to speak only what you desire. Now, when you begin to speak with your mouth something that contradicts your believing, then you begin to set up confusion in your spirit and it weakens your spirit. You must have continuity between what you are speaking and what you believe. When you confuse the heart, you cripple the inner man. So now God wants you back highly developed in believing what you say will come to pass. Now, I think I shared this, this with you before. This guy named Jerry, he was speaking to an audience and he said, what time is Charlie supposed to start speaking? They said, he comes on right after you. You speak an hour and then he comes on right after you. He said, well, I'm going to take his time too. Ha, ha, ha. So he did that in just. But what Jerry had done is trained his human spirit because what's working while you're sleeping is faith, which is a spiritual force coming out of your spirit. And it can even work while you're asleep. So when Jerry said that, faith went to work. Now, when faith went to work, Jerry kept talking. And he looked at his watch, kept talking, look at his watch again, kept talking, look at his watch again. Next thing you know, Jerry said, wait a minute, my watch has stopped. What time is it? The moderator said, you have exactly taken Charlie's time. I want you to see this. Faith is your servant. He will do exactly what you tell him. 
and you can train your spirit that it will bring to pass exactly what you say. And if you are joking, your servant don't know that. So the servant went out and went into the wisdom of God and found a way to get Jerry to go over time. And the way he did it <clears throat> was stop Jerry's watch. <laughs> now, even though Jerry was looking at his watch, it was of none effect. Because now faith was working. <laughs> and it stopped a material thing. Are you following what I'm saying? So now, going to God, the moderators, Charlie said, hey, uh, uh, let, let me just say a word. He said, I, I don't need to preach. Let me just say a word. Jerry has trained his spirit to bring to pass everything that he says, without exception. It doesn't go back and evaluate whether or not he meant this or he didn't mean that or he was justing. So when you just, you weaken your spirit. You send confusion there so it won't be trained to believe what you say that you want. Turn to James. One more place. Are, are you with me so far? Yes. Now that's, remember what he said now. He spoke to the fig tree. Am I right about it? Is a fig tree a physical object or a spiritual object? Spiritual object. Are, did Jesus say his words are spirit or did he say his words are physical? Jesus said in John 6, 63, my words are spirit in their life. So spirits have more, have authority over all natural things. That's why you can speak to cancer and it'll have to obey you. You got to come over here because you got to come over here where you can speak to disease. You got to come over here where you can speak to money. You got to come over here where you can speak to problems in your life. You got to come over here where you can speak to that marriage. You got to come over here where you can speak to that house. You got to come over here where you can speak to that new car. You got to come over here. Why? Because all of it's yours. It's all yours. It's already yours. It's not like God said, well, you sure going to bankrupt heaven. No, you ain't going to bankrupt heaven. This stuff is already yours. It's been given to you. You don't have to wonder if you're going to make it to church on them tires. Now, God gave you some new tires. If them new tires, that ball, you need to get a car probably. But anyway, look at James chapter 1 and look at verse 26. If any man among you seem to be what? Religious and does not what? Bridle his tongue. But what? Deceives his own heart. This man's, come on, religion is vain. <clears throat> All right. Now, what does that mean for you? How do you deceive your own heart? How do you deceive your own heart? 
okay? If you say something and you really don't want that, but you're just saying it, your heart doesn't know you don't want it. So it goes to work to produce it. You just deceived your heart because it's going to produce something for you that you don't want. You want to get out of debt, but you don't get out of debt by saying, I can't never get these bills paid. Because when you do, you just deceive your heart. Your heart is a production center for your life. But that's what God speaks to. When you have a problem, your heart is hooked up with him. And your heart and God talk and your heart speaks to the, the Spirit of God and, and the Spirit of God gives your heart the solution and how it's going to get you into this place where you're going to get this brand new job and so forth and so on. And that's what it does. Let me just end by saying this. Your spirit man struggles to express itself. Meaning that many times a spirit man can't express himself because the soul man. I'm a soul man. The soul man. I couldn't help that, sorry. The soul man is, is really in, in a place of dominion. But what happens is this new born-again spirit man wants to express himself in your life. And many times you can't hear him because you're not quiet enough that the soul man is talking so loud. The senses are making so much noise. So that's why many times when you wake up first thing in the morning, things come to your mind. And that's because your body has gotten quiet and so forth. But now during the day, all of us, here comes the noise again. And so it's kind of uh, hard uh, at that point to hear God, even when you're in prayer or fasting. That's what fasting does. It brings your flesh down to a point where it's not talking so loud, and now you can hear the voice of God because God talks to your spirit, a still, small voice. And that's the way God comes, a still, small voice. And many times we don't hear him until we're willing to stop struggling. And when you stop struggling, you hear. And this is what you normally say, Lord, I can't do this. Now you're at the end of your struggle. And that still small voice begins to talk and gives you the peace, gives you the answer, gives you the comfort, and you'll get the victory. Well, I trust that you are blessed by this powerful teaching. Now today's message, Hearing the Voice of God, is part of an exciting four-disc series. Now, here's a very important point to remember. Your heart is a production center for your life. When I say heart, I mean the spirit part of you. And God speaks to your heart. Now, when the soul man or the natural part of you is not quiet because of the things that are going on and the senses getting information and talking loud, then it's hard for you to hear the spirit and the voice of God. So you want to make sure that you quiet yourself. That's why in the morning, it's the best time for prayer because prayer is not just you talking to God, it's God talking to you. And in the morning, your spirit is quiet 
I mean, there's peace there. And that voice of God is a still, small voice. So you want to be in an optimum environment to hear the voice of God. So I'm saying here that the soul man sometimes gets busy during the day and talks loud, but that spirit man is waiting to hear the voice of God and his life and peace. Praise God. Your announcer is going to give you some important information on how you can order this powerful set of teachings on hearing the voice of God, and I'll be right back. When we're talking about the righteousness of God, we're talking about the ability to stand in God's presence without any sense of guilt or condemnation or inferiority. And when a person has sin consciousness, he or she are eager to involve themselves in religious activity. The tendency is that if I do enough work, I'll be all right with God. So sin consciousness destroys faith. And without faith, you cannot please God. When you make up your mind you're going to live by faith, you have just made up your mind to walk with God. And if you're going to walk with Him and fellowship with Him, you're going to have to hear Him. So you don't have any problem with faith. What you have a problem with is righteousness. You have a problem with fellowship. Because once righteousness and fellowship comes, faith flows. God wants to walk with you again talk with you again, tell you things again, teach you again. You've got to see this because if you could hear God, one word from God can change your whole life. One word from God can change your whole life when you develop your spirit to hear God's voice. In Pastor Winston's powerful four-disc teaching series, Hearing the Voice of God. To order on CD or DVD, contact us online at billwinston.org or by phone at 1-800-711-9327. Well, hello. I have written a new book. It's called Revelation of Royalty. Now, this book was written because many Christians have not been receiving the divine inheritance because they really don't know their identity in Christ Jesus. They really don't know who they are. I'm talking about in the eyes of God, not talking about uh, your relatives or, or the boss man or whatever, but who you are in the eyes of God because your image affects everything. It affects how high you climb. It affects how rich you become. It affects all of that. And nobody really can affect that but you. Now, what we do is we allow other people to call us names or put us in certain positions, and we take on that identity. But God is telling you who you really are. He sees you as royalty. He sees you as one of His family. It is the richest and wealthiest family that has ever been known uh, to mankind. You are in that family if you're born again. Now, this book will help you. It'll help you identify who you are, what you have, and how to get it. We have been missing out on our inheritance, and that's wrong. We want you to get what God says is yours. The first step to it, change your image. Go and understand who God says you are and be that. Praise God. Well, this is Bill Winston saying we love you and keep walking by faith.
Doctors Bill and Veronica Winston are dedicated to seeing lives changed through the power of prayer. Our loving and highly trained prayer ministers are ready to pray and agree with you. We know that prayer can turn around any situation in your life. We want to thank our partners who have made this prayer call center possible. If you are not a partner, we encourage you to pray about joining us in partnership and be a part of the wonderful work that God is doing through this ministry.